1: Everyone, welcome to the Road Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's December 14th, it's 2022. Yes, 11 days till Christmas. If you're hanging out on YouTube, it's still Tuesday night, it's the night before, like always. We got a 10 game NBA slate on today's podcast. Pretty solid slate, a couple back to backs, a couple interesting back to backs, and joined today by Looch, Justin Carlucci. What's happening, my friend?
2: What's up, Stevie? Yeah, the holiday season is here. It's almost New Year, which is crazy. Look at our guy Don Yeezy popping in the chat already. Love to see it. Um, But yeah, uh, DeAndre Ayton crushed me a little bit on Tuesday night. You know, I played about the field of him, and uh, in retrospect, that was way too much. So what are you going to do except move on?
1: Yeah, Ayton and some Embiid props. um, Not the best start to the night. Hoping to... Get some props right and maybe break even with this uh, Pelicans-Jazz game. We'll see. Um, The Jazz beating the Pelicans is not how I expected this game to go. Said it on the podcast yesterday that it kind of seemed like a fishy line, and uh, it's definitely proving me right. So see what happens. Uh, But right now I'm really interested to see how that game kind of finishes up. And the Rockets beating the Suns. That's another game that I didn't see coming. So weird NBA night on Tuesday so definitely with you on ready to talk about Wednesday's uh slate here so 10 games we get started with Detroit at Charlotte this game has a two twenty-five and a half and a half total the Hornets a three-point favorite Cunningham and Livers out for Detroit Ball Hayward Martin DSJ out for Charlotte what do you like here for the Pistons
2: Well, I mean, if I'm playing tournaments, if I'm multi-entering, I'm definitely going to have Bogdanovich in my pool. We've seen some spike games out of him. It's a a fantastic matchup. Uh, You know, super sad news about Kate Cunningham missing the rest of the season. I hope he's able to get his career back on track sooner than later. Um, But, you know, Bogdan is doing his thing. His usage is super high. I don't know it off the top of my head. He's playing a ton of minutes whenever they're competitive. And, um, you know, he's never been a super peripheral guy, but if he gets you a couple boards and a couple dimes, with his role on this team, um, you know, I'm, I'm one to believe this game would probably be fairly competitive. So I like Bogey quite a bit tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, Cunningham, it kind of stinks. He's really young, though. I think he's like 21, 20 or 21. So it's a shin injury, fully expected to be back before, like, um, training camp next year. So, I mean, Detroit's young. They're building a young foundation anyway. So, I mean, it's not the – The worst thing, hopefully, um, he can bounce back from it, like you said. Definitely don't mind the Bogdanovich call. I mean, the whole rotation now is something that we're going to be able to kind of figure out because Cunningham isn't coming back. I think they're going to continuously try to get Ivy and Hayes minutes. They're just not really high usage guys. So I think if I'm looking at Detroit, it's Bogdanovich. And in large field tournaments, depending on how much value opens up on this 10-game slate, Sadiq Bey is someone that, when he does shoot the ball well, he has the upside to win you a tournament. So he would be in my player pool um, against Charlotte. Going to the other side, the Charlotte side of this game, Plumlee is somewhat interesting at 6,100. We love big guys against Detroit. Both of these teams kind of stink at rebounding. Um, so I can see an easy kind of double-double game for Mason Plumlee. It's just see 6,100. Center eligibility, Um, what are your thoughts here on Charlotte?
2: Yeah, um, you know, price is kind of similar between both sites for the most part in this game. The condensed rotation this year of Charlotte, and I know most of the year they've been forced to run a condensed rotation with all the injuries they've had. I mean, Rozier is going to pop in models and stuff like that, as he usually does at that place. But, you know, he's going to play 40 minutes if the game's closed. His shot volume's great. So, you know, you always got to kind of like Terry Rozier pretty much under these circumstances. But Kelly Oubre is the one who's also playing massive minutes. And uh, these are the two usage guys on this team. So I, I like will not hesitate to have Oubre and Rozier in my tournament pool probably usually a build rule I'll set between them is to probably not play them together. So uh, those guys are, are pretty much staples of my, you know, tournament pools. Um, you know, PJ Washington has two dud games and, you know, down to 5,500 on DK. So I think he's another guy at that price that I could crush against Detroit, you know, if it gets hot a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, the matchup is fantastic. Great bounce back spot. Love that call on Washington. I like the big guys. Um, Rozier. Definitely someone I think you can look at kind of on the prop side of things, depending on where his like point props or even points, rebound and assist kind of props come in. I don't think I end up on him on DFS yes. 8K. He definitely has the upside to pay this price tag off, but it's a 10 game slate. We got to remember 10 game slate. <laughs> Atlanta at Orlando taking on the magic 224 and a half total here. Atlanta a three point favorite, which is kind of interesting. With the potential news here, um, Collins and Murray are out, but Trey Young, questionable, one of the biggest names we're watching here on the slate. On the Orlando side, it's the same guys. Wendell Carter Jr., Harris, Isaac, Okiki, Suggs, they're all out. Talking with Atlanta first, well, let's talk Trey Young in first, and then we'll talk Trey Young out. Um, What are your thoughts here on the Hawks?
2: Okay, Trey Young in, you know, you gotta keep him in your tournament pool against Orlando, in my opinion. I mean, unless you're taking some stands, you can look at that 10 2 tag and, and make a decision. Capella's been has been great this season. So I, I don't mind that price on him. Um, he was part of that whole rug pull during their last game where like nobody played at all. Uh DeAndre Hunter, I'm out on. If Trey Young's in, AJ Griffin, I'm out on. Bogdanovich, the leash came off, right? Thirty plus minutes and back to back games. So I think. You know, it could be bogey and bogey night for me uh in my in my player pool here. So I think if Trey Young's in, I still like Bogdanovich. I don't know if I'd play them together uh, in a lineup, but I'd have them in my player pool for sure. Um, so I guess that's my Trey Young in uh, stance right there.
1: I don't think it matters if Trey plays or not. I think I still have interest in Bogdanovich here at five K. Um, the shots are up. You know, you talked about the minutes being up. You know, they gave him what is the second end of a back to back? Was it Monday um, that he sat? So, I mean, fresh, even fresher here with two days of rest instead of just one. So, love him at 5K, Trey in or not. I mean, he's going to get more shots up if Trey sits, but yeah, 6K on FanDuel. What's that?
2: 6K on FanDuel. So, a little bit of a difference there between sites. It's getting up there.
1: Yeah. If Trey Young sits. I'm going back to, well, I talked about this on the expert survey the other day. Aaron Holiday, he came in at like 6% owned um, and put up 36 fantasy points. Like, no one wanted to play him. I played him. Don't care. Um, I mean, if Trey sits, uh, he went up a 1000 bucks. but it's Orlando. He's going to yeah. play big minutes. He's blowout proof if this game gets ugly either way. Uh, so if Trey Young sits, I'm going to be overweight on Holiday. And then, I mean, Forrest... We all want it to work. We all want Trent Forrest to work. And maybe he just isn't good. So um, what are your thoughts here of Trey Sitz?
2: Yeah, I love the Aaron Holiday call. He's got, like, the Dylan Brooks ego. So it doesn't matter if he's – he's going to shoot no matter how he's feeling. He's going to get the ball up. So I love that Aaron Holiday call. I'm with you there. You know, Trent Forrest, even when he was on Utah and they would pull the rug on their starters – uh, he was the chalk. And then there were, I forget who the other guy was, you know, some other guy that was been price. And we were always debating on, do we play the chalk forest who doesn't have a usage rate at all? Like he doesn't shoot the ball. So you're kind of begging for peripherals and like, you know, double digit real points. And like you said, we're, we're, it's a big slate, right? Does he have the upside even to help you take down large field tournaments? Uh, I don't know, especially with Bogdanovich back in the fold. He's not going to see many looks, I think, regardless.
1: The Orlando side, and Paulo is 7,700. You know, we saw him at the beginning of the season just show massive upside. We've seen him now, like, two of the last four games, he's had a little bit of upside. It really just comes down to if he's rebounding the basketball. I mean, his upside is really in the rebounds. Um, if he's active on the boards, which, I mean, I think he will be in a game against Atlanta, um, you know, Maybe it correlates a little bit with like uh, Wagner, Maurice Wagner. Like, but I listen. I'm a Magic fan. I hate playing the Orlando side. They they like to mix these guys in and out. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Magic?
2: At these prices, you know, typically a team where I don't have a ton of exposure, uh, and if I do, and I'm in lineup HQ, I'll probably set him as a conditional player and make sure I have someone from Atlanta attached to him. I'm with you. Um, I don't mind Paolo. You know, he's been fine against Atlanta this year, too. And you're right. It comes down to how he is on the glass. So, you know, he's got the highest upside right now. Not really interested in Wagner on this slate at 6,400. You know, if it's a smaller slate, if the slate's half the size, then you kind of have to be interested in some of these guys. But uh, I'm with you. It's pretty much Paolo for me. That's probably going to be it.
1: In large field tournaments, I think Mo Bamba could be in play if he's back in the starting lineup. But if they – bring him off the bench again and he's only going to play like 17, 18 minutes. I don't think I'd take the shot. Golden state at Indiana taking on the Pacers. No total in this game. Um, I I mean, it's a a back to back for golden state, which is, you know, somewhat concerning. We don't know what we're looking at for these guys. I wouldn't be shocked if like at least clay sits. Um, What are your thoughts here on the Warriors?
2: Yeah, and uh, Stephen Curry had the brief locker room trip in uh, Tuesday night's game. He came back. I didn't have the game on, to be honest with you. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Curry sits in this one. I don't know the severity of it, but why, you know, if there's any kind of discomfort, why even throw him out there? I love how DraftKings was just like, screw it. We're going to make Jordan pool 7,800 on the second leg of a back-to-back, which is great for us because we're not going to see, like, a 70% Jordan pool. I mean, if Curry or Clay sit, you know, he'll still carry some ownership. Um, but that just makes for a better slate when you have to make some de- decisions at a price point like that. So, um, listen, we know what Indiana is about. They play fast. They don't really play defense, and they're winning basketball games. And, and Golden State's really not playing that well this year. So I think this is a, this could be a really intriguing game, and there could be a lot of DFS goodness in this one. So we have to wait on some news here. And, uh, you know, a, a little bit of sticker shock here in some of these guys, I suppose. Even Clay's over 7K now. But, again, that makes for a better slate. We know Pool and Clay both have fifty-point upside. Like it's no secret at all. So uh, I'll definitely. I'm assuming if, if whoever's out, I'll be overweight on the other guys that are in because I don't think they'll carry a ton of ownership at these prices.
1: It, it, the interesting thing would be if everyone plays. That's right. where like Golden State is like, huh? Where do I go? I mean, you know, you got. Thompson on the second end of a back to back, so you got a shooter on the second end of a back to back, and Curry on the second end of a back to back. I personally think Draymond, I think Draymond and Clay sits in this game, and Curry will be the deciding point if we're going to play pool or not. But if Draymond sits, Kaminga's fifty-two. He's been an absolute beast. Um, so I would definitely have you know some exposure and interest in Jonathan Kaminga if. Green starts sitting because we already know Wiggins is out They already announced that he won't play the Pacers side of this game. I mean, I mean, Halliburton's 93. The price is kind of crazy, but the flip side is this guy does have 50, 60 plus point upside and it is a 10 game slate. So if we can maybe get under 10 K to get a guy that's going to get 60, that's kind of nice. Um, what are your thoughts on the Pacers?
2: This should be a good game environment. Indiana third and in pace. Golden State first in pace, Indiana's 23rd in defensive efficiency, uh, and Golden State is uh, kind of right in the middle of the pack. So you're right, that just piggybacking off your point, if, if everyone plays, like you're going to see low ownership on all these guys, and it is going to be a really good game environment. So this could be a case where if everybody plays, a lot of these guys are single-digit ownership um, you know, projected ownership, whatever we're rolling out there, and they still have a massive ceiling and a really good game environment. So, uh, it, it's going to be appealing either way to me. It's just how I'm going to attack it, and uh, you know, what kind of contests, uh, you know, dollar wise, I'm comfortable playing some of these Golden State guys. And if everyone plays, it doesn't feel great playing Curry at 11-3, <laughs> even if some guys are out. But the game environment, I think, should be too good. Uh, you know, same deal for the other side. I, I think this is going to be a really fast game. Uh, if Draymond does sit, that's a little bit of a hit to the Golden State defense. So, you know, I'll, I'll always have Halliburton in my pool if he's, you know, under 10K at this point, I think. So you want to put him in a fast paced game. Like, I, I love that. Miles Turner is like the ultimate GPP wild card as well as, you know, block five shots or not. Uh, his usage uh, is one of the highest of his career this season. So he's in a little bit more of an expanded role. I don't mind Miles Turner whatsoever. Uh, so those two are kind of spearheading you know, what I think I'm going to do with my exposure come Wednesday.
1: Um, we move on. We got the Knicks and the Bulls. A really interesting basketball game. 224.5 total, Chicago four-point favorite. Um, I mean, as far as the injury news, Brunson's questionable. Toppins out. Ball out. IU um, questionable for Chicago. Start here with the Knicks. Man, Julius Randle, 8,700. He's typically the like ceiling guy. RJ Barrett has been playing fantastic here recently. He's 7K. I think I prefer Barrett over Randall and quickly. Uh, what are your thoughts here in the Knicks?
2: Well, I just pulled up court IQ, and uh, Julius Randle has played 169 minutes without Jalen Brunson this season, which isn't a baby sample size. Like that's kind of real, and he averages. 12.3 more DraftKings points for 36 minutes. So, um, you know, I don't care about that price on Randall. If if Brunson's out, there's no way I'm not playing Randall. Um, I'm not super worried about a blowout here. Uh, the Knicks are tough for me to figure out when everybody's healthy. Barrett, for me, so far this season, has been the guy that's found his way out of my player pool more, more often times than not. But if Brunson does sit, I'm going to have interest in, in both of these other Knicks. And, uh, you know, 5,300 for quickly just seems – like a tough price. But again, if Brunson's out, he might have a path to 30 plus minutes here, Stevie. So I think the Knicks are, like you said, this is one of the most uh, unique spots on the slate and it comes down to Jalen Brunson's health.
1: Yeah. I mean, Brunson in or out is definitely going to matter. 7.30 game. I mean, we should get this news pretty early. I mean, the Knicks on the back-to-back, we might get this news after shoot-around around, you know, 1.30 on the East Coast type of news. So we'll be able to really adjust early on this one. And, I mean, you're you're looking at 12 to 15 shots to replace. I mean, that's a lot. So, yeah, I mean, the Knicks become a lot more interesting if um, Brunson doesn't give it a go. On the Chicago side, I mean, Levine, Vooch, DeRozan, they're the three studs trying to figure out which one is going to do it each night is the hardest part. I mean, you'd love to target the Knicks though. The Knicks are one of the best teams in the NBA to target um, on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're, they're like 11th, but when you factor in pace and turnovers and stuff, they're a great like team to target. So, I mean, I think I lean DeRozan out of the three I could see Vooch having a good, solid game. I don't know if it's enough, but I think DeRozan's still the ceiling guy that I'm chasing most nights.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of Q tags here. It looks like Caruso is probable to play. Um, you know, we saw Kobe White coming off uh, some real minutes. Really, uh, for the first time in a while. Uh, let's see. AO is questionable. So, I guess Kobe White could be a punt, and we'll have to see how that unfolds here. But you're right. You know, figuring out which stud to play, I usually separate the three studs. Um, Levine at that price and Voos at that price, they're always going to somewhat pop in lineup HQ and in models and everything like that because they have 50-point ceilings. You just don't know when it's going to come. Uh, but you're right. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, I like targeting the Knicks here a little bit. So um, DeRozan's the safest bet here, I think, if you're looking for high-floor-ceiling combo. Anything else
1: that you like uh, for Chicago?
2: You know, I'd like to get Andre a random drumming right night, like for once in my life, just like on a couple large field darts. Um, I don't think that classifies as me liking him, though. But uh, I, don't, I don't mind punting a couple Drummond chairs because, you know, he's got that 25-30 point upside in there and limited action. All
1: right, we got Sacramento at Toronto. 227 and a half total. Raptors a five point favorite. Sacramento second end of a back to back. Toronto precious OG and Porter out. Um, we'll see if I mean I think the biggest thing would be is if Fox plays or not. Um, I know he returned without any minutes restriction last night, but you always kind of are concerned when a guy comes back and they have a second end of a back to back. What are your thoughts here on the Kings?
2: Yeah, you know, quick turnaround, you know, traveling from Philly um, up to Canada. I, 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 if there's any game I'm worried about a blowout so far, it's this one. Um, you know, Fox is the big factor here. If, uh, it's not the best matchup, but at 8200 you know, you got to love that price on Fox. We know what his upside is. Um, you know, assume, assuming Fox is in, for me, it, it's Fox and Sabonis that have uh, my interest, and that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, I... Sacramento is a tough team to figure out on a nightly basis. Um, I really want people to sit, I, I think, if I'm going to get exposure. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of where I'm at. I mean, Keegan Murray, 4,600, you know, I keep talking about him, but it's not a ton of interest in Sacramento if everyone plays. If so, people start to sit, I mean, we'll adjust and we'll make um, some changes. But, I mean, that's where I think – this Sacramento team would start to become interesting. The Toronto side, I mean, OG being out, um, definitely going to open up some minutes here. I don't know where. Like Gary Trent is already playing a gazillion minutes a night. I mean, he he can't play the whole game. But OG is a guy that plays, you know, 35-ish minutes a night. So it's really just kind of figuring out where we think those minutes are going to go. Um, you know, do we think they're going to – I mean, it, that's the crazy thing, right? Like Siakam, Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, and Gary Trent already play a gazillion minutes a night that if you get this person right, you're probably looking at a 30-minute night. It's just figuring out who you think that person's going to be.
2: You're absolutely right. And uh, I almost hate when any of these Raptors starters sit at this point because it's just it's just painful. Um, you know, last game we saw Thad play 16, Birch played 18, you know, our guy Boucher played 27. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's tough. It, you got to have these Raptors in your pool. Uh, this is like a classic, you know, max of one per lineup in terms of the the stud Raptors. Uh, for me, I don't want to play anybody together here. Hefty price for Siakam, but, you know, if the Kings find a way to keep this thing close, uh, Siakam could seriously have a field day. Uh, you can make the same case for Scottie Barnes, though, and Van Fleet. Don't look now. Gary Trent finally is strung together like, 10 good days of basketball, right? I, it's like I always want Gary Trent to be the thing in this spot, and he more oftentimes is not than he is, but uh, he's like finally in good form. So, and you're right, he's playing a gazillion minutes. So maybe it's finally Gary Trent Day on Wednesday. I'll probably sadly be overweight on him as I typically am in this spot.
1: Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards being overweight on Gary Trent as well. I mean, if he's gonna, he's gonna chuck, we know that. We had no issues with him chucking in this game. It's just more like the minutes are just going to be so insane already. Um, Barnes, Van Vliet, Siakam are just they're, – they're all priced up. I mean, maybe getting exposure to those guys, one or two of those guys is the right move. And then, I mean, just kind of figuring out who you think that guy is going to be. I mean, Toronto plays a very, very tight rotation. So, I mean, if you get – this piece right i mean it could be fantastic um yeah I no idea I, I really don't know who i think it's going to be um, it's like
2: they're all playing 40 minutes who's going to get the four steals right like who's going to get <laughs> the four steals in a block
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't even think um what's his face is he in the player pool um yeah coloco or whatever christian Col- coloco or whatever Maybe it's him. Maybe they put Siakam at the four, and they play kind of big in this game against Sacramento. And you know, maybe he, him at three K, is the guy that plays twenty five minutes. But yeah, he might. Look. Get,
2: if it's a slaughter, he might get blowout run too. Like you have to take that into consideration too if you're playing yeah. large field tournaments. I, I know every game's its own environment, but Sacramento looked absolutely pitiful against Philly, and now they're traveling, you know, across the border. I. I worry about this game a little bit, especially if Fox sits. You know, it would open up, you know, everyone would be like, oh, it opens up Monk value and et cetera. But I worry about this being a massacre, kind of. Uh, anything else here from this one? Nope. I mean, I would have these, you know, I would have Barnes. I would have OG. I mean, Barnes, Van Fleet, and Siakam. I'd, I'd have them in the player pool. I would just set a build rule uh, and not have more than one personally. Like you said, someone's going to have a ceiling game, more likely than not.
1: All right, we got... Miami at OKC, 227 total. The Heat, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Jimmy Butler, out. Deadman questionable. Vincent, your seven remain out. On the OKC side, home green. Home green remains out. Robinson Earl is out, and Kendrick Williams is out. So typical Miami, a lot of question marks, a lot of probables on the injury report the night before, which is always nice. Um, I mean, it can change, obviously. But, I mean, looking at this Miami side, you know, you have – Butler, who's not going to play in this game. Tyler Heroes, 8,100 going up against the Thunder. Kyle Lowry, 6,500 going up against the Thunder. I mean, I'm looking at those two guys for sure. I definitely don't mind Bam. Um, I mean, we have so many good center plays today, but Bam is a guy that could absolutely smash. What are your thoughts here on the Heat?
2: I have similar thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it feels awful like to pay 8,100 for Tyler Hero, but he's kind of priced accordingly. I mean, he's obviously starting in this rotation now. He gets uh, a 2.5% usage bump without Jimmy Butler, uh, not to mention the other guys. I didn't take off the uh, off the court IQ. Um, so I think, you know, Hero does have 50-point upside. Kyle Lowry has been playing better over the recent months, so I'm with you there. Uh, I struggle to get excited to play, like, Martin. Like, I, I've struggled to get excited to play Caleb Martin even without Butler. Um, I'd probably need Struce out personally to get to Martin Stroos at five k. Um, I just I don't know if he does enough other than just potentially score the basketball on this slate for me to be super excited about him. As long as Hero's in now, if Hero if Hero was to not play, uh, we'd have a different conversation. But I'm with you. It's Hero and uh, Larry for me, and uh, I another guy Hero who is theoretically in a good spot, but, uh, you know, kudos to DraftKings for pricing them at 8100 that I don't think we'll see an, an out-of-control ownership. So I think he could make for another good tournament play um, despite Butler already being ruled out.
1: The side. I mean, if you're playing some of this Miami, you know, team, you're kind of hoping this game stays close. You know, obviously the usage guy is going to be SGA. He's 10K. He's so expensive um, that – you know, Giddy's kind of expensive now. Dort at 5K, I mean, a random, like, ceiling game would be nice. Um, but I'm going to keep saying it. Like, I'm going to keep firing these shots on Jalen Williams. Um, you know, with Robinson Earl and Kendrick Williams out, there's 35 minutes there for Williams. And he's 4,400. Poku is 4,300. You, you really want to see him stay out of foul trouble early in the game to have that, like, ceiling type of game and those two guys, I think, are my going to be my like options. I'm running back my Miami exposure to.
2: I like that take. I was going to mention those two guys for value, <clears throat> and I feel like I wouldn't want to play them together either. Um, but you know, we we know we know the upside that Poku uh, and Williams both have. Um, what we're kind of seeing, I'm not. I don't want to call it like. SGA regression at 10k but we're, we're, we're seeing the Josh Giddy effect matter just a little bit like we're seeing we're not really seeing the 65 bombs from SGA anymore we're seeing you know like really really nice fantasy point performances from SGA but I think Giddy actually playing his full complement of minutes consistently definitely has taken away from some of the ball handling and some of the peripherals that SGA was having so I think Giddy is kind of uh, you know if I'm picking a, a high-end tournament play from OKC I Kind of a little more partial to trying to get that ceiling game out of Giddy than SGA, I think, right now.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: I think that's kind of it for me on the thunder again i'm gonna try to save some money and hope the game stays close to one of these cheap guys going off on the, but i definitely have interest in miami i we're rolling along here we got portland yeah portland going into san antonio this game 231 total super solid the portland trailblazer is a six and a half point favorite in this one portland little and Peyton remain out on the San Antonio side. Bates, Diop is questionable. Collins and Langford are doubtful. Podel is out. Richardson is questionable. We'll start here with the Portland side of this game. I mean, Dame did his thing the other night points-wise, and I'm going to keep saying it again. I love his point prop every single night right now. Um, what are your thoughts on Portland. Yeah, I mean, can,
2: can we call Dame back? Like, is he back? I, I love the spot for him. I'm gonna have plenty of Dame, whether I'm playing DFS, whether I'm whether I'm betting props, the whole nine. Give me Dame in this game environment. Hope it stays. Hope it stays fairly competitive. That's my only uh, worry here with Dame.
1: Again, I think I still I still think I lean towards point prop for him more than on the DFS side of things. i really worried about this game staying close. Simon's at 7,900. He seems expensive. Grant with Lillard back seems expensive. Nurkic just, I mean, he's crushing. He just doesn't play a ton of minutes. So you're really hoping the front end of his um, production. Winslow still played 30 minutes the other night. um, Even with some guys coming back, maybe him on the cheaper side of value. Um, You know, Josh Hart played 28 minutes in his, his kind of like questionable game the other night um, with the left ankle sprain. So, Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting team. It's a good spot if this game stays close. So I think if you're looking at playing, you know, Lillard or any of these kind of expensive guys, you have to look at maybe like a Johnson or Vassell type of play and hope that they have big games keeping it close. Uh, But I think a lot of us are hoping Charles Bassey gets the minutes in this game. Now, like... With Collins doubtful and Potal out, like, I mean, it, it obviously could be Jeremy Shokan. Um, I just, I think we all want it to be Massey. I think he's going to be one of the chalkiest value plays, but I know one thing I'm definitely going to play him. I'm playing him.
2: Yeah. He'd give <laughs> me five more Bassy minutes than he's been seeing. And like, I'm, I'm like close to locking him in at this point, you know, um, is he blowout proof too? Like, do you think he's blowout proof as well? Even if he starts, is he one of those guys? Like the, it's a rare situation, but, like, we've seen it sometimes.
1: <laughs> I think if it turns into that, I think Cho can. It depends on, like, because they have Isaiah Roby, too, that, like, could play blowout minutes. So, I don't know.
2: He's another guy for, for large field. Like, if he gets a couple more minutes, we've seen him be an elite point producer when he's had some time in the past. So, I mean, I'd group out Roby and, um, and Bassey and, uh, you know, maybe you get lucky to get one ceiling you know a ceiling game out of one of them i mean if if bassey comes in super high like you'll be on roby island in large field tournaments and you know maybe 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 it is a blowout. maybe you don't play him with dame and and maybe maybe roby plays 22 23 minutes and has 25 dk points and you're on your way
1: it's possible sure is it it definitely is uh all in the realm of possibilities for sure (laughs) um cleveland at dallas yeah this game this game um I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this game. It has a two two thirteen and a half total. The Mavs, uh two-point favorite, two and a half point favorite, depending on the book you're looking at. Rubio, Wade, Windler out, uh, green, and max. Oh, I guess Max is questionable. Um, not that I don't think it matters too much in this one, but let's go to Cleveland first. I mean, I have no doubt this is gonna be a super competitive game. It's just I I mean, I project it to be the lowest pace game in the slate um dallas is these are the two slowest teams in the nba they're 29th and 30th in pace um i mean that is instantly number one that's concerning number two that's concerning is cleveland's the second best defense in the league what are your thoughts here on the cleveland side yeah um
2: dallas is like uh dallas is like being stuck in traffic on 95 you know this game just feels like a traffic jam so uh i'm i'm not super interested in many pieces here on the Cleveland side of everybody's healthy. Um, It goes without saying Mitchell and Garland both have crazy upside. I just, I can't see it happening in this game environment. One Cavalier I don't mind at all is Jared Allen. Um, You know, his minutes are intact. They're going to need him uh, as the rim protector. And, uh, you know, 6,800 is a very fair price point. I don't mind that it's a slow game uh, for Jared Allen. Uh, He has, Elite upside with uh, blocks. And uh, I, you know, he's the one cab that I will go out of my way to make sure is in my player pool.
1: Yeah. Allen is someone that like consistently is low owned too. And I think it's just like the Evan Mobley effect. People want Mobley. I mean, and there's games that they both have upside. Allen's just cheaper. The minutes are kind of the same. So, I mean, I prefer Alan as well. LaVert?
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
1: Levert still played 29 minutes day of the night with Mitchell being active. He just shot a lot less and shot really well from the field. I don't think we can kind of expect that from him every night. You know, we're not expecting him to shoot 70% from the field every night in, on 13 shot attempts. So, um, yeah, I mean, Allen for sure. Maybe maybe Mitchell, but that's kind of where I'm at. And on the Dallas side, you know, my favorite play from Dallas is probably Tim Hardaway Jr. Like Luca is one of the best, if not the best, scorer in the NBA right now. But Tim Hardaway Jr. just continues to kind of do his thing and he's fifty four hundred. Luca's twelve six. And on a 10 game slate, Luca is probably gonna need 70 to burn me. And I, I mean, he, gosh, he can do it. It's just Cleveland's such a good defensive team that I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna take the fade on this one.
2: I can't argue, I can't argue with that at all. I, outside of Luca, I don't, I don't really have any interest. This game is, you know, gonna be a, a pretty, a pr- pretty much a fade for me outside of Luca. But I, I don't think he's gonna. At that price point, he's probably not gonna carry ownership. And I'm gonna sit here at like six fifteen Eastern tomorrow and be like, wow. Look, single digit, oh, like single digit protection ownership here, and um, but you're right; it's just such a massive uh, a price tag. But he he does have the highest ceiling on this. Lady. He's he's hit 63 and 64 in back to back games. So um, it depends like what other studs are in or out. Like if Trey Young's out, you know if Curry doesn't play, you know that a lot of that ownership is going to go even condense even more on Lillard and Siakam. I think so. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of ownership uh, figuring out tomorrow as well after we get some news.
1: Great point. Um, people being out at the top always kind of affect ownership at the top. So definitely a good point there. Speaking at the top, we got Washington at Denver. facing off in this one, no total. Um, I mean – couple places have nuggets minus nine and a half still no real total out in this game i, I mean i think we're all kind of waiting on injury news this is going to be the biggest game potentially or i mean kind of the dud game but we got beal questionable Morris questionable poor is questionable, Porzingis questionable. Mm-hmm. fun stuff hatchimara is and right are outs and michael porter jr remains out for denver so i mean you can look at court iq um taking Porzingis and Beal and these guys off the floor, but I'm just going to say nine K for Kuzma is not enough. If both of those guys are out. Um, And if Morris sits too, like Jordan Goodwin is going to be a guy you cannot fade. Will Barton is going to be a guy that as much as we hate to play Will Barton, you're going to have to get ownership on Will Barton. And if Porzingis sits Daniel Gafford's 3,800. So the value in this game is going to be insane. But the fun part of it is we might not get this news until later. And you might have to be really careful with how you do your roster construction for this news.
2: I had the same exact thoughts. You pretty much nailed it. It doesn't help that Will Barton is coming off his best game of the season in a revenge (laughs) spot, too, uh, on Wednesday if you're into that thing. But uh, you're right, because Gafford would become – Alongside of Bassie, as it stands, probably the best two values on the slate on DK. If if we get Porzingis sitting news, so uh, hopefully we the shoot around gods are good to us and we get a little bit of early news here. Or you know at the same time, if you're playing low dollar stuff and you're willing to uh, risk a little bit of money, the ROI potential could be huge. If we don't get this money, uh, this money, if we don't get this news until like eight thirty Eastern or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean this is this might be one of those spots where if Beal and Porzingis sit, you know, you just kind of start looking at these guys and going, these guys aren't coming off the floor, even in a blowout, these guys aren't coming off the floor. So um, yeah, I mean, it it becomes interesting if they all play, I probably don't have a ton of interest in this game. I mean, Kuzma's nine K Porzingis is 94 and Beal's 85. I mean, if they all three of those guys play, I mean, I don't want the value. Uh, So, I mean, if, if Beal and Porzingis play, I mean, you're on the wrong side at that point. um, If you're, you know, taking some chances in this one. So, uh, Denver side of this one. I mean, Jokic is 11-8. We know the ceiling that he possesses on a nightly basis is massive. Um, Jamal Murray's having a, a solid season. I don't know if he necessarily has a huge ceiling, but he's he's solid. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Denver?
2: I think Jokic makes for an incredible tournament play. I know the price tag's out of control, but if there's some cheap Washington value. I would definitely have some, uh, some builds running it back with Jokic. I mean, you know, uh, he, it's like, it's like he finally said enough is enough and was starting to pick up the usage and become more assertive. And I know he's, sh- he's shooting really well from the floor, uh, but he's at 30 real points in three of the last four games. Uh, and I think that that's huge. You know, he obviously, he rebounds the crap out of the basketball. It's never a problem. And as good of a value as Daniel Gafford will be for uh DFS, potentially, I, I you know, I think Jokic could do dirty, <laughs> dirty things to him on the court. So, I like Jokic at potentially single-digit ownership if some Washington chalk opens up for a little bit of tournament correlation.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Jokic for me, you look at the last two games, 37 and 40% usage. Um, I mean, it's just interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um, I mean, the ceiling is massive. If he's going to continue to just say, hey, give me the ball and I'm just going to do my thing, um, he, yeah, I mean, he could, he could make Gafford, um, really struggle in this game. So, I mean, tournament wise, I definitely have some interest in Jokic. Um, I mean, I, I still have interest in Jokic if Borzingis and Beal play, and you kind of think this game's going to stay closer. I mean, that's, that could potentially add to the ceiling of Jokic as well. So very interesting tournament play when I think a lot of the ownership, Up at the top is really going to be determined by, like, news, but I think Siakam is going to get a bunch here at 10-5 on the slate. finish it out with Minnesota at L.A. taking on the Clippers. 223.5 total. Clippers a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, McLaughlin, Prince, and Carl Anthony Towns remain out. D'Angelo Russell questionable with a left knee injury. Uh, Pal out for the Clippers, but going to the Minnesota side of things, if Russell sits in this game, Jalen Noel has been fantastic this season um, with Carl Anthony Towns off the floor. And so if Russell sits, it's just always been about minutes for Noel. I think the minutes would have to be there if that happened. So ton of interest in him. Edwards, I'm a little scared of in this game just because of the defense that he has to face but we know he's going to chuck. So if he shoots well, I don't hate him. And then Kyle Anderson, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely watching this Russell news because if Russell's out, Noel becomes again, another fantastic value play on the slate.
2: Couldn't agree more. Great price. Uh, He should have the minutes if D'Angelo does sit. Uh, I'm with you there. He becomes a top play. Don't look now Rudy Gobert's going to be probably 2% owned. He's decided to play basketball. Finally this season. Don't love the matchup. Don't love the spot. Um, But if you're looking for, like, a no-ownership play, it's probably going to be Gobert at center.
1: Don't look now. Rudy Gobert has finally showed up in Minnesota. (laughs) Uh, The Clippers side, what do you like here for the Clippers? Not much,
2: to be honest with you. I mean, Norman Powell's out, and that's fine. Uh, Obviously, Kawhi did work in his uh, 29 minutes of action, and, uh, you know, I just can't bank on him, shoot 10 for 12 from the floor, you know, pulling down almost 10 rebounds, and, doing whatever he wants in 29 minutes. So a little hesitant to play Kawhi at almost 7K. Um, now that he's back playing, you know, 70% of his normal minutes, I I don't really want to play Paul George in this spot. I know he's had a couple of ceiling games as well, but um, just don't really have any interest there. I'm kind of collectively out on the Clippers, to be honest with you. Uh,
1: so for what it's worth, Kawhi over 25% usage now in three of his last four games, um, good kind of, little note, little nugget. I mean, Minnesota, a team that they're not necessarily bottom 10, but they're really close bottom 10 defensively. But they play at an extremely fast pace. They play at the second fastest pace in the NBA. The Clippers play at the 22nd pace. So this is a nice pace up spot for the Clippers. So I don't mind in tournaments getting some exposure to Paul George or Kawhi. Um, And then, you know, maybe this is one of those spots where, take a shot on like a Morris or you know one of these cheaper guys I don't think it'd be Zubak Uh, maybe it's like a guy like Luke Kennard who maybe gets up an extra few shots in a high-paced game so uh he's 3,900 not not the sexiest play in the world but probably a value play that'd be three percent owned on a slate that has a bunch a bunch of potential chalk yeah the chalk is going to be massive all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here for this Wednesday. Drafting's pricing, drafting's scoring. Favorite play, under 5,000 to go 7X. Who's the chief play that you like to go 7X today? Well,
2: pending news, of course, it'd be Jalen Noel. I, I probably, Maybe I stole your guy. I don't know. But uh, is that a fair answer? Pending D'Angelo Russell news is Jalen Noel.
1: I mean that's what that's part of the game. You know you have to you have to throw the asterisk out there. Um, I'm gonna go Jalen Williams at 4,400. One of my favorite tournament plays today. Hopefully he flies under the radar, but I think the minutes are definitely there. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bus today at the top?
2: Over 8K to go under 5X. It's gonna be um a little scary but i'm going to say is Donovan Mitchell in that brutal game um you know just going to be super slow so Mitchell's my vote
1: i'm going to go Sabonis if Fox plays i think that Sabonis probably gets there but if Fox pl- i mean if yeah if Fox, if Fox is out i think Sabonis gets there but if Fox sits um i do think Fox sits but we'll see um Or doesn't sit. I think Fox plays is what I was trying to get at. But um, I think Sabonis 9,600 is going to be someone that does not get over 5X today. Favorite 6X play. Price doesn't matter. Who's someone you got going 6X today?
2: Let's see. Um, Let's go. Let's go and I'm going to stick. I'm going to steer clear of the asterisks and the chalk. And let's say. Tyrese Halliburton on the ultra rebound in a fast game environment with some of the Warriors sitting here. Uh, just a disaster of a game against Miami. Uh, I think he goes for 50-plus against Golden State.
1: All right, take took my guy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm like – I'm trying to think. Like, There's a bunch of guys that I, I like to go 6X depending on news. Um, I mean, I'll go a little off the board. Give me Paulo Benchero um against atlanta in this one a little off the board (laughs) let's get weird gbp play of the day who you got that you think is going to be under 10 percent owned and can win you a tournament today this
2: is going to be fun because i think there's going to be a lot of condensed um ownership uh man i wish i could get a grasp on, on who in the raptors will go uh overlooked but I'm gonna go with man. This is a tough one. Let's go with let's go with Jokic. No one's gonna play him. And uh, hot take, he goes for seventy against Washington and keeps playing elite basketball.
1: I like it. Um, I also don't know if he's gonna be loaned. Um, mm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, I could see him below him I think it's really just going to depend on like who's expensive um, at the top. So as far as mine, I think I'm going to go Sadiq Bay for Detroit. I don't expect him to get any kind of ownership, especially depending on some injury news. And he's that type of guy where if he can shoot like 50% from the field and put up 20 actual points, he can win your tournament. So I'm going to take Bay. Any bets standing out to you here the night before? Nothing, nothing
2: off the top of my head. I'm probably gonna wake up and look at some props. See if uh see what kind of numbers we get. What's Lillard been floating around at, Stevie, that you've been
1: uh picking up on? It was 20. I wrote it up the other day on scores and odds, it was 27 and a half. Yeah. I'll yeah, continue that. to smash it if it stays at 27 and a half.
2: Yeah, that, that spurs game environment. That that could be gold. Um so I'm not. He played about... 29
1: minutes the other night, and he almost had his point prop at halftime. So um, Dame Dame time is right now. Uh, the usage is insane. So I love I love the Dame overcall uh, for for sure. I, and there, nothing like jumping off the page to me. I mean, there's some props that I'll definitely be looking at um, when they come out. But I mean, as far as just like money line against the spread type of stuff. Nothing, like, jumping off the page at me.
2: Um, no, sports, I, so. I, I don't mind that Toronto minus five, you know, all things considered. Even if Fox plays, just the back-to-back getting thumped by Philly. Um, that, that's, like, as of now, it's probably one of my favorite looks. We'll
1: see. All right. That is going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking some football Yes, football on Thursdays, basketball back on Fridays. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you again tomorrow.